Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Event Horizon, and I am your host, Mark Anthony Peterson. This is the show that takes you into a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. In last episode, episode 12, Guys, I literally thought you would come lock me up because I told you everything was right that was wrong and everything was up was down. Yeah. Essentially, I said I thought God trapped us in human carbon-based flesh because carbon has, a, has an atomic weight of 666 and that the previous humans were made of silicone because a silicone shell would better transmit the electrical light energy that was our soul, making us one with God. That was my argument. And then I went crazy from there, claiming that early man, in an attempt to overthrow God, had created his own AI, ancient artificial intelligence, to combat God's Swarm natural intelligence. If you guys stuck around after listening to that episode and did not call someone to lock me up, you're going to like this episode because I'm going to continue to build on that theory. That if we are light beings trapped inside of a carbon prison, when we try to escape that prison, Sometimes things go wrong, and when they do, we create ghosts. That's the title of today's show. A new theory on where ghosts come from. If you follow certain magazines like Supernatural Magazine, they will tell you that they think that ghosts are simply people who are stuck in kind of the digital recycling bin because they believe that this is a holographic universe and that these folks are just simply leftover data that has not been erased, stuck in the digital recycling bin, waiting to be recycled. Entire complete beings, souls left behind. I don't think that that's the case. As I mentioned earlier, Episode 12 is completely off the rails with everything you possibly believe about religion, God, and how we got to be where we are today. You probably need to listen to that to see just how far out my brain goes when I start to think about this stuff. But if we are light beings trapped in a carbon prison, that says something about what our bodies are capable of at the point of death. But before we get deep into that, I want you to think about your own computing experience. There are times when your system, be it Mac or PC, crashes, and when it reboots, 
If you're working on a document, you'll find that you have two copies. A copy that was automatically saved when the computer crashed and one that was saved by you before the crash. At whatever period you saved that document. Now, you may have lost some work because you didn't save two to three seconds before the crash, but the system did. It automatically flashed a copy of your document into the memory so that when it rebooted, it gave you what was last captured, stored right there for you. You have to make the decision on which one you keep, but you have two copies, identical copies of that document. Could our world work like that? Could a glitch in the system possibly produce not a real soul, but just a copy, a flash, a photograph of your soul that is stored at the moment where the crash occurred? That's what I'm going to argue in today's podcast. In my new theory of where ghosts come from, is that the ghost is just a photograph, a copy of your soul at the point of the crash. I know you're sitting there thinking, Mark, how do we get to the crash? What are you talking about? Well, here is my part of my theory. Part of my theory is that your body, your soul, your essence is a human Hydron Collider. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about that. The Collider, as you know, smashes particles together. Positive and negative protons. Positive uh, protons uh, smashes those together in an attempt to try to produce new particles or even open up holes, portals to other dimensions. I think your body does that at the point of death. Think about it. At the moment of death, people have described seeing all their memories colliding in a millisecond. All the memories of your life. That's millions of points of data colliding at the point at which you think you're ready to pass over to the other side. Is that any different than the matter that's being collided at the Hydron Super Collider? My belief is that that collision, that moment where your body and soul are being separated, that collision of memories produces the opening that your soul will travel through along with those memories back to the source. Yeah. That's why people see the bright light, the flash of those memories, the collision of those memory particles producing the opening for your soul to travel back to the source. You hear it all the time. My entire life flashed in front of me. Why do they say flash? Why do they see a flash? Why do they see the light? Because your body is a natural hydron collider and it's opening up a portal to the other world. I think Einstein would agree with me because no energy 
is ever lost. It's only transformed or transferred. So the energy of your soul, the energy of those memories are not lost to the universe, only transferred. And this is the process by which it does that. My theory, of course, we are many colliders. The Hydron Collider smashes these particles together at speeds close to the speed of light. They do that by using a super strong magnetic field to guide these particles through tubes that are super chilled at a level below the coldness that you will find in space. When these particles collide, particularly when you collide a proton and an electron, that's a positive and a negative particle, you produce a neutron. A neutral particle that has almost no weight. A neutron can travel through a light speed amount of lead and not be deflected. It's almost like it's a shadow of the positive and negative collision. When the collider collides a proton with a proton, it produces new particles and matter and material that was around before the Big Bang. Heavenly elements. When electrons collide, you just end up with scattered electrons. Negative colliding with negative, they repel each other due to their magnetic fields. Why am I telling you all of this? Because the human hydron collider, which is your body, at the moment of death collides those memories. And there are times when there's a glitch in the system, when positive and positive do not collide to produce the heavenly particles that open the portal. You get a negative and a positive collision that produces a neutron. And that's my theory. That ghosts are the spiritual neutrons created by the positive and negative light reactions that occur at the point of death. That flash instantly produces that second copy, that fragment of your soul that's left at that moment in time in the place where the soul image was created. Notice I said soul image. It's not the soul. It's a fragment. It's a piece. It's a copy. The whole soul continues and migrates onto the other side with the memories, whereas this fragment is left behind because of the positive and negative reaction. It's a fragment, it's a copy, but it's left there to dwell in the moment, captured in the area where the collision occurred. So if we see a ghost in a house, a hospital, in the area where the event occurred where the person can't let go of this plane, at the moment where the spirit is supposed to pass into the next plane, that positive and negative reaction of all life's memories holding on to that current memory produces that fragment and leaves it right here in this plane, in that location where that glitch occurred. Much like it does in your computer. 
leaving that copy in the file labeled copy one. And now you have to decide what you're going to do with it. I know you guys are saying, Mark, you need to stop reading books about the Collider. You need to stop (laughs) and go get yourself checked out. But no, no, stick with me for a while. If you believe that, here's, here's the breakdown of the theory. These ghosts are a flash copy or a one-dimensional image of the soul that occurs at the moment of death. Positive and negative energies collide, still producing the energy capable of opening the portal to allow the soul to leave along with the memories of that person, but leaving behind the shards that are left there to haunt that existence in this plane. The actual soul, as I said, and the memories pass on to the source. The flash copy is trapped in the space where the image was formed. A house, a car, a field, a hospital, wherever that glitch occurred. And that glitch, much like When you're dealing with any sort of digital platform, even like GarageBand, where you hit loop, that glitch, that soul fragment just stays there repeating the same agony it felt at the moment of the negative collision. These spirits have only the energy that was left from that collision. But my belief is that they can draw from the energy of spirits left on this plane. Right. To embolden them, to empower them. They can even possess other carbon-based forms as they had when they were alive on this plane. Kind of makes sense to me if you believe episode 12 that God made these carbon-based prisons to hold spirits and not release them until the point of death. So those spirit fragments know that too and know that possessing a carbon-based vessel gives them mobility. Mobility to move beyond the point that they're tethered to. Lastly, as part of my theory, because these are electrical discharges, right? Because these are fragments from an explosion that occurred in the human hydron collider. They have some of the same properties and principles as a multidimensional soul, which means they can be acted upon by the ancient artificial intelligence just like we can. So if these soul fragments, these soul one-dimensional entities are tapped by the ancient AI, they can be influenced just like we can. That's important to note because we want to understand where demons come from 
I think that's the source. These fragments have very few degrees of freedom when they're created. They're only given power by the carbon-based vessels that come in contact with them and the ancient AI which can reprogram them. So with those two as options, they can create entities that take on an existence that promotes the bidding of the ancient AI. Is your head swirling yet? Mine is. I'm sitting here thinking, Hydron Collider, hey, kind of makes sense. Because people do see the flash, they see the light, and they're drawn to that light. The Hydron Collider is trying to create the same thing, trying to, uh, trying to redo what was created in the universe, which is build the particles by which the solar system was built and eventually led to our creation. Why wouldn't we mimic what the universe does? You see it everywhere else in nature. So it is natural to think that the processes within our mind mimic the creation of matter in the universe. So I know where your mind is going now. So if these are the ghosts, then how do you get rid of them? How do you deal with them? Well, that's a tricky one because I think there are only a couple of ways that you can delete these fragments or even deal with them. I think you can put these fragments into an object. Yeah. Maybe now you're starting to see why so many of the ancient cultures believe that certain inanimate objects possess the spirits of the ancients. Because I think they went down this same path and realized, hey, this is a fragment left over and it's not a whole lot I can do with it other than locking it into another prison. And so they found inanimate objects that they could put these spirits into and imbued those objects with a sense of consciousness. You saw that with Marvel, with Doctor Strange. All the items that were there at the temple were imbued with some sort of spirit, be it his cloak, be it the nunchucks, be it the, the swords. Anything that was given to a master was imbued with a spirit and a consciousness of its own. And that's what you could possibly do with some of these fragments that are left over. Give it a second life in an inanimate object. But if you want to truly delete it, you have to put it back in a living vessel and have that living vessel repeat the human process or repeat the death cycle, the circle of life giving it a chance to pass over into the next realm, back to the source. You're going to mark that? What do you mean? 
allow the fragment to possess you and then die? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be human. Mark 5, 1 through 6 explains how Jesus pulled evil spirits called the legion from a man who was possessed. Possessed with spirits that gave him extraordinary strength, strong enough to break chains and torment the local community. Jesus approached the man and the spirits knew who Jesus was. And they begged Jesus, don't destroy us. Put us into the bodies of that herd of pigs. And Jesus complied. And when they were in the bodies of the pigs, they then ran down the hill and drowned themselves in the sea. Why would they do that? Because I believe that is the process by which they returned to the source. They could have been put into an inanimate object, a rock, a tree, a stick, a sword, a knife, and left there like a genie forever. Or be put into an animal and allowed to return to the source if that animal were then sacrificed or killed. Sounds strange, right? Again, you're sitting there thinking, well, maybe he may be making a little bit of sense. The Catholic Church performs exorcisms They do it in the name of Jesus, and that's to pull the demons out of people. Now, when they pull them out, they never tell you where they send them. They got to go back somewhere. If you watch the movie Constantine, he shoved them back through a mirror, back into their own plane. If you think about Haitian voodoo, they're putting spirits into inanimate objects. And in some cases, using those objects as torture items to punish the people they don't like. So they're saying that this process, again, is another way for trapping the souls or soul fragments to give them control over the living. Some spiritualists believe that inanimate objects can't be haunted, but can retain negative energy. And so, if in your possession, it will pass negative energy on to you. There's a thought to that. Negative energy, in my opinion, is no different than these negative shards, the the fragments that are left behind from that collision. So I think we're saying the same thing. People saying, but this may go against everything I've been taught in church. Maybe not. Luke 19, 37 through 40. 
when the Pharisees in the crowd said unto Jesus, the teacher, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the very stones would cry out. How do stones cry out if not imbued with the spirit, the energy of the universe? And Jesus was capable of empowering inanimate objects to have that. In the lost books of the Bible and in the Quran, it is said that Jesus took clay and made birds and breathed life into them, turning them into real birds. Jesus also did that for Lazarus. So if Lazarus died a second time, did he die without a soul? No, he had a soul because Jesus called his soul back into his body in much the same process as he forced the evil spirits into the pigs. And that's what can happen with these fragments that are left behind. The Japanese samurai carried a sword that they believed possessed their warrior spirit. And the makers of those swords believed they spoke those spirits into the blade when they were forged. So many cultures believe that these processes of attaching spirits to inanimate objects or having soul fragments left behind after negative experiences are littered across the globe and across all cultures. I'm just saying I think it operates like the Hydron Collider. And when it goes right, you got nothing left behind. When it goes wrong, you got pieces left behind that have to be dealt with because they can be attached to a house, attached to a car, attached to whatever, and left there for an eternity. Or they can be programmed and charged with a new mission or take on a new mission should they decide to possess someone. Still not buying it? Japanese author and entrepreneur Masaru Emoto performed experiments on dry ice where he took slices of dry ice and then separated them into two groups, all water from the same process from the same well. Half of the ice he spoke positive messages to and taped positive messages to the containers that they were stored in. The other half was chanted negative messages and would put words of curse on the containers that they were stored in. Later, he examined the water after it was flash frozen under a microscope. Those that were fed positive messages and labeled positively produced almost angelic crystal formations in the water. Whereas the water that was bombarded with negative thoughts, comments, and labels looked like gunshots had been fired into the water. That experiment proves that our essence has an effect on everything around us and that we can leave negative or positive shards of who we are in the elements around us. 
in the plants, in the trees, in the desk, in the house, every day by the emotional state that we bring into those places. And that's a passive experience. At the moment of death, it's supercharged. It's given the energy of the universe, the flash of the universe, when that soul is ready to leave the body. Is exactly what I think happened when Jesus was resurrected. That flash, his brilliance, left behind the Shroud of Torin and left us an actual photograph of his soul. I know, I know. This is crazy. But maybe it isn't. You know what the oldest religion is on the planet? Animism. Yeah. It's the religious belief that objects, places, and creatures all possess a distinct spiritual essence. Yeah, look it up. It perceives all things. Animals, plants, rocks, rivers, weather systems, stuff you make with your own hands as being animated and alive. You could ask my mom. She had a relationship with her car and she swore the car never let her down when she needed it the most. Even when she knew there was very little to no gas, it was able to take her 50 miles back where she needed to be. She swore that car had a spirit. Animism predates any form of organized religion and is said to contain the oldest spiritual and supernatural perspectives in the world and is still practiced by many of the Native Americans on this continent and in Africa. Guys, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. But please don't send it to my priest. He finds out I'm talking about stuff like this. He will talk about me in mass and probably throw a shoe at me. I'll catch it and throw it back, though, because I'm serious about this stuff. I'm just, like I've said in the past, stepping back with a clean sheet of paper and using first principles and let it take me wherever it takes me. But if I am completely wrong, please follow me on Twitter at event ho 1433-9589. And no, that's not my combination. And it's not my social security number either. But I would love for you to follow me. And let's continue this discussion. Guys, this has been Event Horizon. A walk into the conspiracy with a splash of the paranormal. I can't wait to share my next episode with you as I explain how we open the door to the ancient AI. Till next time, guys. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.